Stress and anxiety tend to be two of the bigger pillar of topics that we talk about when it comes to Coffee Talk podcasts and when it comes to, you know, YouTube videos, rosé rambles, all the good stuff. Talking about mental health and breaking the stigma with it, it's important to me, but it's also important to talk about ways to actually cope with it and ways to work our way through it. That's why I'm excited to partner with Calm. It's the number one app for sleeping, meditation, and relaxing, and it's going to give you the tools that you need to live a happier, healthier, and a more mindful life. Taking just five minutes to meditate every single day on the app, it honestly is going to change the quality of your entire day. That five minutes of meditation, that ability to tune into exactly where you are, accept exactly where you are, and then plant seeds with intention of moving forward with your day, that's the kind of way that we can create a different type of magic in our lives. And using apps like Calm and reading books like Calm, those are the ways that we keep in tune with those habits and in tune with that magic. If you guys head on over to calm.com slash coffee talk, you're going to get 25% off a Calm premium subscription. That includes hundreds of hours of premium programs, including meditations with issues that deal with anxiety, stress, focus, relationships, and brand new meditations every single day called the Daily Calm. They also come with sleep stories, which are like bedtime story for grownups and are going to help you fall asleep if that's another issue that you're dealing with, because it's definitely one that I do. So for a limited time, all the Coffee Talk listeners are going to get 25% off the Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash coffee talk. Along with it, you're going to get access to all of Calm's amazing content. Get started today at calm.com slash coffee talk. That's C-A-L-M dot C-O-M slash C-O-F-F-E-E-T-A-L-K. Kalen's Coffee Talk is a CastBox original produced alongside with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. You can always brew up your favorite cup and listen to Coffee Talks wherever you listen to your podcasts, but I hope you give CastBox a try because it's pretty cool. And with that, brew yourself a cup and let's get to today's episode. And above all, watch with glittering eyes the whole world around you, because the greatest secrets are always hidden in the most unlikely places. Those who don't believe in magic will never find it. Roald Dahl. What's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast. For today's podcast episode, I figured we could talk all things magic solely because it is the last and final October-themed podcast episode. As of next week, we will be going back to just regular, you know, normal coffee talks about whatever topics. But today is kind of like a mixture of both, I guess, because I was trying to think of a subject we could talk about that was still inspired by Halloween and all of that good stuff. We've been talking, you know, aliens and ghosts and all of that, just serial killers, spooky stuff. And today I knew I wanted to still keep it with the Halloween theme, but I also felt like I wanted to talk about something with a bit more coffee talk flair, I guess, a bit more of a coffee talk original. But today we're going to be talking all things magic. And while I mean the kind of magic that, you know, they do at Hogwarts and all of that fun stuff, or even the kind of magic when we talk all things tarot and all that witchy brew stuff, but actually today, I mean more so the kind of magic that we ourselves can create in our day-to-day lives. So let's get started with the basics. Do you believe in magic? I personally do. I think that magic is real in the sense that magic is like energy. I think that I, I'm a big energy person. I think that everything in life is energy. I think the way that we talk is energy. I think the way that we love is energy. I think the things we create are energy. And so 
When you look at magic in that way, when I think of all of the things that create really good energy, I also feel a sense of magic or a sense of serendipity, I guess you could say, in terms of those moments happening in my life. And so when those moments have happened and I felt so overwhelmed with just joy or connection or synergy to the things that I'm doing in my life, you can't help but describe those pockets of life as magical. Like they feel like magic. You feel like you've been sprinkled in fairy dust and things are just totally going your way. And honestly, in a way, I think that when you get into those, when you can hit that wave and and scoop yourself into one of those little pockets of life, the only way to keep that magic thriving and to keep that whole sense of... (laughs) fairy dust feeling going on is to continue to fuel your magic. And I think that that is why magic is the spin I would put on the kind of power that we have in our lives. Magic to me is the ability to overcome challenges by creating new perspectives. Like the fact that we're even able to sit back, look at something that just kind of sucks in our lives and pick and choose the way that we choose to go about it or the way that we choose to label it. When we're out of tune with our own magic and we're out of tune with ourselves, we tend to take those crappier things in life and milk them. You know, that negativity starts to breed and it becomes dark magic, I guess, if you will. But the fact that we're even able to catch ourselves doing that and if we're able to catch ourselves doing that and sit back and all I can think about, and I've said this line many times, but in Eat, Pray, Love, when he says you got to pick your thoughts the way that you pick your clothes out every morning. Oh, I love that in the sense of being able to pick a new perspective. I'm not saying you can get rid of the crappy feelings. I don't think that there's magic in the sense that you can just like bippity boppity boop your way out of feeling like crap. But I think that we can still feel that crap, feel that darkness, feel that, ugh, this really sucks, but still choose to put a new perspective on it until we feel better. And in that, I think we create our own magic because we create our own healing. The ability to brew or manifest the things that we want in our lives is a whole other avenue of magic that I believe in. I think that with dream boards and setting goals and becoming just organized with our plans and not in the sense that we need to be rigid, but in the sense that you don't only think of all the things you want to do in your life, but you actually create action. You actually create a plan in getting what you want. I think that in itself can be magical too. That sense of determination, that sense of self-trust and self-belief is magical and will create a kind of magic flair within all the things that you touch. And then also the trust in something that is bigger than ourselves is magical. There have been times where I have been meditating. There have been times where I'm doing yoga. There have been times where I've been traveling. There have been times where I can't fully describe it to you, but I'm sure you're already going to know exactly what I mean when you just feel this overwhelming sense of connection to something bigger than you. And that feeling can only be described as magical. So If you were to encompass all of that, all of those things I just said, that is what magic means to me in terms of why I think it is a thing and why I choose to believe in it. Now that said, I also believe in balance and I believe in yin and yang and light and dark. So I think where there's good, there's always bad. So where there's good magic, there can also be a sense of dark magic in our lives in the sense of negativity or, you know, when you self-sabotage or you kind of stay connected to things that you know are not good for you or you almost drain your own energy. That's where I think we start to leak the darker magic into our lives and we fall into this lingering state of feeling like the whole world is just not our friend out to get us things tend to go wrong and we almost kind of create 
more of this dark magic and more of that negativity and more of that bad luck even in our own lives. Which means, in a way, we're all kind of wizards and witches. And the energy that we choose to feed is the exact source of the magic that we choose to create. There's this book I read at the beginning of 2018 called Big Magic, and I talked about it with you guys in a couple videos and in a couple other podcast episodes as well. It was written by Elizabeth Gilbert, and she also wrote Eat, Pray, Love, which is another book that I read this year. And uh, Elizabeth Gilbert was just a mood for me this year. I love her. But Big Magic itself, that book, I started off 2018 reading that book, and it sets such a tone to start the year with. It's all about creating despite the fact that you feel afraid to and just kind of stepping into yourself and stepping into your magic and stepping into your power and trusting your gut. And there was so much within that book that just made me feel that kind of sense of connection to something bigger than myself that if you need a book to read and you've never read Big Magic, I highly recommend you go out right now and you pick it up and you read it if anything else in this podcast is kind of piquing your interest because it is exactly the kind of book you'll need to read. And learning how to kind of let our fears coexist with our passions, coexist with the things that we want to do. I don't think, like I said earlier, there's any kind of magical spell or perspective that you can put on life that's going to take away your fear. And I think that in chasing that, in chasing being fearless, in chasing getting rid of the darker or bad or untrust that we feel, we end up creating more of it. And that's where more of that dark magic comes from and all of that good stuff. But I think if we can find a way to let our fears live in the same place as our passions, if we can find a way to just be comfortable with the uncomfortable and still go at it and still believe in the magic anyways, then that is kind of like the doorway into living the life of our dreams. It gives you the ability to get out of autopilot and get into your power and to kind of notice when ideas are flaring up or when messages are being sent to you from maybe not even the universe, if you don't believe in that. A lot of the times when we find a message in something, whether it's tarot, horoscopes, it could even just be a random stranger says something to you and for some reason, the way that you take it just hits you with this huge life of epiphany, whenever you feel like you're getting a kind of life epiphany magical moment, a lot of the times, if you don't believe in the universe, that's cool. You can look at it like this. It might just be you trying to tell yourself what you need to hear. We know a lot of the times what we need. We know a lot of the times what we want, and we know a lot of the times what we're capable of. When you can get down to the deepest parts of your core and find that trust with yourself, you can always be in tune with that version of yourself. But when we are out of trust and when we are out of tune with it, a lot of the times, these messages are coming in clear, but we don't trust them because we're still letting our fear sit in the driver's seat. And so instead, we end up fueling our fear by running from it or by trying to fight it and resist it. Instead, we have to give permission to our fears to live exactly where they are with us and at the same time, take action on our passion, take action on our power. Taking action to me is like casting the spells. It's one thing to believe in magic, and then it's a whole other thing to kind of navigate what type of magic fuels you the most. But then taking action is casting the spells, brewing it all up, and creating some crazy shit. It's funny because I think what it takes to actually create magic in our lives and what it takes to actually believe in magic in ourselves and in our power is not only trusting in our ideas and trusting the messages that we do get and the messages that we do feel, but I think it also comes from the courage to then take action on those ideas and take action on those messages that we feel coming through. In all reality, the simplest form of what I'm trying to say is trust your gut. 
You know that gut feeling you get when something doesn't feel right or when you're just being pulled to do something so out of the norm and for some reason it is calling to you not in a way that's going to give you fast gratification and not in a way that you even maybe fully understand, but you just can tell that it feels right. When you trust that and you trust yourself and you take that plummet of courage and do exactly what your gut is telling you, that kind of trust and that kind of backing yourself up and being fearless in that kind of way is what is going to create so many doorways for magic to come through in our lives. I can think back to being a kid and trust being something that never, ever had to cross my mind. Anything that ever popped into my head as a kid, I was just all about it. I never once wondered why I thought of it. I never once questioned why I was doing it. Like I would pretend to be lions from Lion King from sunup to sundown and not once think it was weird, not once wonder why. And I would just be in these blissful pockets of childhood. I'm sure you know exactly the feeling I'm talking about. But also when I was a kid, I like to believe that I could have powers of some sort. I used to think that there would be some magical way that one day if I was, you know, being bullied at school or if I wanted to show off for my crush, I could just like magically lift up desks with my mind and everyone would be so shocked and think that that was so cool. Again, probably a feeling that maybe one or two of you have also thought before when you were a kid. The crazy thing is, is the more that I thought about what it would be like to have powers, the more I realized that I didn't even care if it was a crazy kind of mental power. I even got to the point that I thought it would be cool to have the superpower of a really good voice or the superpower of being able to dance like no one could ever dance before or the superpower of even just being able to solve in a Rubik's Cube in like 10 seconds or the superpower of being able to name every single rock and mineral in all of my collections. Like when we're kids, we never question our curiosities. We never question what it is that we want to get into. We just pick something, imagine how utterly cool it could be, and then just go for it. Even if we end up dropping that project three days later, even Neopets felt like magic to me. I used to get so into Neopets that I was like, I might have the superpower of being the coolest Neopetter ever or having the most Neopet points or the coolest Neopet house, you know? Even that felt like magic when I was a kid. But I think that there's a lot we can learn from that kind of mindset, that mindset of you don't have to have magical powers in the sense of being a wizard at Hogwarts, though that would be 100% more ideal than being a muggle here on Earth. Just finding exactly the hobbies that are worth your time, that fuel your energy and that make you feel full, and then basically becoming an expert at your own craft is becoming magical. It's feeding your own magic. There's nobody else on earth that is exactly like you. There's nobody else on earth that looks at life the way that you do, that does things the way you do, that has the same routines, that gets excited about the same things. You will find people on this earth that are eerily similar, but you'll never find somebody exactly like you or someone that has lived the life that you have lived up into this date, even the way that I just described my childhood, that could be somewhat similar to the way that you felt growing up, or maybe you didn't think about life that way at all. But the cool thing about all of it is that that is what makes us all individual, and that's what gives us all our own special sense of magic, as ridiculously corny as that sounds. For instance, and I'm going to touch on this later in the podcast because this is important, but when I was a kid, one of the superpowers I remember I used to fake having all the time was being able to communicate with animals by like learning from their nature. I used to be 
just zaboomafu all the time, like Discovery Channel. I loved nature. I loved the idea of moving to Africa, working with lions, being able to like telepathically talk to them. And I used to tell people that I could telepathically talk to dogs and cats and just animals and squirrels. And I had honestly created such a thing with it that I believed it myself. I even ran like an animal club in elementary school. I was that fueled by this love of animals. And it's funny because it's such a romantic notion and I know that. I think that when you can find something to believe in though, that gives you that sense of something bigger than you or something that's good or that brings you even just the slightest bit of joy on this earth. Why wouldn't we believe in that? Of course, nowadays, if I were to walk around pretending that I can telepathically talk to Bentley, people would probably think I'm crazy. But in a way, now that I've grown up, I can shift my perspective on that. And in a way, I still kind of believe it. In learning Bentley's nature, even, there is nobody that is a bigger expert on Bentley Nicholson than I am. And it's solely because we've created our own kind of magic by our own bond, by taking the time to learn about my dog, by taking the time to understand his moods and understand his energies. We have a kind of magical connection that no one will ever be able to recreate or no one else could fully understand. Again, a total romantic notion. I know I'm just talking about my little best friend, my little furball, but it's true. I think that I'm just basically putting the fairy tale spin on the basic necessities or the basic day-to-day connections and communications that we deal with as human beings on this earth. So maybe we don't lift desks with our brains, but maybe we do work on the voice that takes us places and, you know, the Rubik's Cube in 10 seconds. Even though that is something that is not going to get you very far in life, if it brings you even just the slightest pocket of joy, that slightest pocket of magic, why not do it? Why not chase that curiosity? Why not just see how fast you can learn to do in a Rubik's Cube? or whatever else piques your curiosity. Whatever paints the easiest story for us to grasp and basically rein in exactly why we are here, because that's tends to be the biggest question that we all stumble upon eventually at one point in our lives. Maybe you haven't stumbled upon it yet. Maybe you won't stumble upon it till you're 40 or you're 50, or maybe you did when you were like eight, who knows? But that question of, whoa, okay, I'm here. That's the first one where you wake up and you're suddenly very conscious of who you are and you're very awake to your life and looking through your eyes and hearing through your ears and you're peaked. You're like, holy crap, this is real. (laughs) But then the second question that tends to hit us when that happens is why? So finding anything, finding any kind of magic that gives you a sense of why that gives you something to believe in, that gives you a sense of joy in your life. That to me is worth believing in. And that to me is magic. And I figure while I'm here, why not try to create a little bit more of it? Which if you guys want to do, I'm going to get into that in the second part of this podcast episode. We're going to go over not only the times in my life that I've seen the proof of magic, but also where the magic has been lately and how to get it back if you're feeling a little magicless. And in the meantime, here is a message from the lovely sponsors that brought you guys today's episode. So while coffee is important for keeping you up, sleep is important for keeping you sane. And the quality of sleep that you get directly affects the quality of your daily life. Sleep is always something I've struggled with. There's days where I wake up after the best sleeps ever and I can tell that it's just going to be the best day ever. But when things get hectic and I get stressed, sleep is the first thing that takes a hit for me and my insomnia comes in like a wrecking ball. The better you sleep, the better you're going to feel. So if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, then you've got to try Purple Mattress. The Purple Mattress is going to feel different like anything you've ever felt before, solely because it's from a new material that's been developed by actual rocket scientists. 
Being the perfect combination of soft and firm, it's going to keep everything supported, but while keeping everything cozy and comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it's going to keep you nice and cool at night. The nicest thing about it is it has this zero-gravity-like feel, so it'll work for all your favorite sleeping positions. Or if your dog tends to sleep in the middle of your bed, like Bentley does. It comes with a 100-night risk-free trial, and if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It comes back with a 10-year warranty and free shipping and returns. So if you need a better sleep, then I think you're going to love Purple. And right now, all the Coffee Talk listeners are going to get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of any mattress. That's in addition to the free gifts that they're also offering site-wide. Just text TALK to 474747. The only way to get this free pillow is if you go ahead and text TALK to 474747. That's T-A-L-K to 474747. Now, with gisting and all of the other things that we tend to talk about on a daily basis, we always cover how we're fueling our bodies, how we're exercising, how much sleep we're getting, but a lot of the times we tend to skip over the kind of products that we're applying to our skin. We want to be using products that are both healthy, effective, and affordable. Products that are clean, made only with natural, good-for-you ingredients, especially since our skin is our largest organ, absorbing up to 60% of the products that we apply to it. So do you know what you're really feeding your skin? That's why I like brands like Folane. Folane is a clean beauty realtor with a curated selection of the highest performing, safest, and 100% non-toxic products. They have a kit that tends to be a fan favorite. It's the Clean Essentials Kit, and it's the perfect gateway for anyone looking to explore clean beauty or to majorly detox your daily routine. It's 100% non-toxic, vegan, and cruelty-free, as well as suitable for all skin types. It's also completely safe to use during pregnancy. Inside, you're going to find travel sizes of four everyday non-toxic skin essentials coming inside of a limited edition travel pouch. They're TSA-approved products and perfect for holiday travel. Inside, you're going to get the Ocean Cleanser, the Indie Lee Toner, the Ursa Major Golden Hour Recovery Cream, and the Full Lane Refillable Hand and Body Soap. The moisturizer is specifically my favorite, solely because when I'm on a plane, my skin gets so dry and flaky, so popping out the little mini moisturizer and applying it to my skin, especially for longer flights, is super ideal. It's super lightweight, plus it smells amazing. Not to mention, now that the winter months are coming back around, my skin tends to break out in this really weird red rash. And I like the idea of using Folane solely because one, it doesn't irritate the rash, but two, it's actually improved the texture and the clarity of it. So if you guys want to try the Clean Essentials Kit today for only 22 bucks, that's over 50% off, then go to folane.com talk. That's F-O-L-L-A-I-N dot com slash talk to try the kit and enter the promo code talk at checkout for free shipping. That's folane.com slash talk for a $22 clean essentials kit today and free shipping. So I feel like there's been multiple times that I can think of where magic has presented itself in my life and basically shown me the proof that I need to believe in it. But one of the more important ones and one of the more recent ones has just been 2018 as a whole. At the beginning of this year, the new year, I can't describe the feeling that I had. I just knew there was going to be a new sense of magic with this year, that there was going to be a whole shift in dynamic this year. I didn't know what was going to happen. I had no idea why I was feeling that way. I just could tell. I could tell that things were going to change, that I wasn't just going to talk the talk, but I was going to walk more of the walk. I was actually going to see some things through this year. And 
I knew that it was going to be just a really, really good year. And right around that time, these themes of magic and lightning bolts and like all of this stuff became very apparent in my life. And it was like I said, when I read Big Magic and magic just became this word that I started to theme a lot of things around. Things started to just feel magical. Books felt inspiring. Messages were coming through in all kinds of ways from the universe. Like I was getting really into tarot at the time. That's when I first started to get into that and starting to just learn how to read that kind of messaging. Things were lining up in my life. Coincidences were happening that just felt so happy and so just like unexpected pockets of joy. And I just felt so incredibly in tune with not only myself, but everything that was going on in my life. And that was the energy I took into this new year. And that was the energy I knew that despite also having that knowing sense of there's obviously going to still be bad days that happen in 2018 and there's obviously still going to be challenges, I could tell that this year was going to be a magical year and it has been. It's crazy because the proof in itself was at the beginning of this year, the things that I said I wanted to do for some reason without trying to put too much pressure on it and with just believing in it and with just trusting that I, I could do it. I stuck to that goal and I stuck to that plan and I started to create that own sense of magic in my life. And doing that and feeling that sense of, you know, holy crap, I did this, like I created this, I made this happen. Feeling that magic in your own hands is such an addictive feeling. Another book that I read this year back in the springtime actually was Sacred Powers. And it's another book that I've talked about a lot, but I'm just gonna, you know, brief it again because it's so important. With magic comes power. You have to be able to stand in your power to be able to create your magic, right? And I think of believing in your own sacred powers, which is exactly what this book talks about. It it helps you establish what your sacred powers are, how to believe in them, and how to kind of live through them, and how to not only Take them and know them, but use them in every decision that you make and every word that you say and every action you take and just everything. And when I read this book and I went through the whole process of discovering my sacred powers, the very first and foremost sacred power that came up for me, number one, was trust. And I feel like when I look back at the beginning of this year, when I look back at 2018, the very start, pretty much the happiest I remember feeling in a very long time. All I can feel, all I can see, all I can think of is all of the trust that I felt at that point in my life. All of the trust that I felt with myself, all of the trust that I felt with whatever the universe was or whatever big cosmic energy is at play for why we're here, whatever you choose to believe in. I just felt that trust with everything, every move I was doing, everything I was saying, I felt like I just was in trust. (laughs) And it's weird because in discovering that, in discovering that trust was my sacred power, I was reading that book at such a pivotal point in the year that at the time I was just finding out the answer. I was able to pinpoint exactly what it was that was creating that sense of magic. I also started to find myself losing that spark and losing that sense of magic around me. So this is where the podcast is going to take a bit more of a turn in terms of, honestly, guys, I don't know where the magic has been in my life as much as of recently. I'm not saying it hasn't been there. I feel like no matter what throughout our lives, it's just like it's common knowledge or it eventually becomes common knowledge that you can't feel that sense of fleeting, fiery energy all the time. There needs to be that balance, right? And for me, as this year's winding down and I'm starting to reflect on it and I'm just being me, aka just I overanalyze a lot and I get really sensitive and sentimental about things. And so, yes, with it rolling into November this week and this year just suddenly closing down shop so quickly, 
I'm starting to look back on this year and looking at the life lessons, looking at the good, but also taking a look at the bad. And I'm able to kind of see now at what point this year, that magic, that sense of just being fully in tune and fully synced with myself started to fleet and flicker right around the spring summer. Now, let me start by saying that I think that our ability to feel magic is a direct reflection of our ability to feel love and compassion for ourselves. And I think that I can be my own toughest critic. And I feel that when anything happens in my life that kind of makes me a little sad or a little grumpy or a little upset, I think that that is the fastest kind of little trigger for the trust in my life to vanish. And oh, that just sounds, that in itself sounds kind of heavy. And I apologize for that. That's something that sounds more complicated than it is. But it's true. I think that Anytime something happens in my life where I'm like, what the heck, man? Are you for real? And I'm just like, why? Why? Then I tend to fall out of trust with myself. I tend to fall out of trust with the universe. I feel like I sometimes crawl into these little poor me pity parties, which is totally human and totally normal. But I also turn into my own worst critic. So when I lost that sense of magic in my life and I could see myself feeling it slip. Like I watched it slip through my hands. I think it stemmed largely from losing a sense of trust with myself. And as I was further walking along the path of untrust, I was kind of watching the magic slip away, but part of me wasn't surprised. It was like part of me knew I was choosing not to believe in this magic anymore. And it was almost like I wanted to not believe in it because I was so angry or frustrated and whatever, you know? Now, don't get me wrong. I have had, without a doubt, the best year of my entire life. Like, I'm not saying that this was this huge theme of the year that I suddenly was just like, screw life. I don't feel magical anymore. I don't think I've ever been more humbled or grateful for all of the things that I have learned this year, for all of the things that I was blessed with this year. Like, I just, I'm going to get emotional talking about it, but 2018 was such a huge year for growth and for feeling so much more aware of who I am and so much more just cool with who I am. Just feeling like, you know what? Okay, I'm really cool with how things are turning out. But at the same time, I also know that underneath it all, there has been an ongoing theme of falling in and out of trust with myself and thus falling in and out of tune with my own magic. And I feel like becoming aware of that and not only that, realizing how totally acceptable that is. That's just human. That's what it is to be a human being. We're never going to stop questioning and learning and kind of going through that cycle of needing to rebuild that trust over and over again, you know, begin again, begin again, begin again, because every time you do and every time you fall and you stand back up, as cliche as that sounds, that magic becomes stronger. Your magic becomes stronger. Your powers become stronger. And so when you are feeling magicless and and I will be 100% honest with you guys. There has been a pocket, ongoing pocket at least, for the last little bit that even though I feel like there's these fleeting little sparks of magic that have visited me since, I've been feeling a little magicless. I've been feeling a little just like, uh, you know, <laughs> not in the sense that I feel sad or like down in any way. I feel like I'm just kind of rolling with the motions. I feel like lately I've just been doing what I need to do and not really wanting to believe in the romantic notion anymore, not really wanting to 
put in that extra energy to dazzle things with a little bit more icing sugar. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a term to describe the way that I feel, but I feel like I'm following the instructions, I'm following orders, I'm following directions, and I'm just doing what I'm doing and just kind of waiting for the magic to return. And so far that hasn't really been doing me justice. So far that hasn't really been working. And There has been moments when the magic has returned, and when it has returned, it's because I chose a different way of getting it back. And I feel like knowing that and being aware of that, we can change that. First things first, we need to feel the fear and then do the things that we want to do anyways. I think fear is often the root of all the toxicness in our lives. I think that the minute we let fear control us, the minute we let fear basically put us into reaction mode rather than responding mode, that is when things start to spiral and we feel out of control and we feel magicless. And for me, I always feel most out of touch with seeing the world as a magical place when I'm most anxious. And for me, in the last little bit, the last couple of weeks, the last, honestly, I feel like it's been since I got back from BC. Like just in general, I feel like anxiety has been definitely more peaked than usual. So when my body is most riddled with fear and resistance, that is when I feel most magicless. That is the fastest thing that sucks up all the magic and power out of my life. And it's crazy because the more that I tried to run away from that anxiety or the more that I tried to fight that anxiety, the more it became powerful and the more it just kept taking me down, you know? So what I've learned is that instead of running from it, instead of getting angry with it or even angry with myself for not being able to fight it, instead you just gotta feel it. It's crazy, but sitting down and just taking your fear head on, like facing it, And just saying like, okay, what is literally the worst thing that could possibly happen right now? Like, what is it? Just name it, picture it, imagine it going down just because you're picturing it and just because you're imagining it doesn't mean you're calling it upon yourself and does not mean you're writing it into existence. You're allowed to face it without creating it. And the only way you're ever going to understand it and be able to digest it is if you feel it. So welcome the discomfort in your life. Welcome that uneasy, anxiety, fearful feeling, let it sit with you. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to feel comfortable. It never is. But all the times that you can think of that you've already done it, that you've already just faced your fears head on and done exactly what you knew you wanted to do anyway or what was right in your core, how many times did that work out in your favor? Probably every single time. How many times was that a doorway to a really good pocket or pivotal moment of your life? probably a lot. To understand our fear, we have to welcome it. We have to let it feel uncomfortable. We have to face it head on, see it for what it is, play out all the scenarios that could really truly honestly go down and then think, screw it and do it anyways. Digest the fear, digest the darkness, digest the terrible ways that you think things might play out, and then go ahead and believe in yourself. And then go ahead and trust yourself. And even if you can't believe and trust, then go ahead and think, whatever, we all going to be gone one day anyways and live your life with reckless abandon until you start to trust yourself. But when I say reckless abandon, I only mean in things that are going to work out somehow in your favor or reckless abandon in the sense of believing in yourself, even though you might not have any shred of evidence that says you could do it. Believe in it anyway. The second way to fix when you feel magicless is to tune into your vision and your values because action is one thing, but mindless action, action without any kind of direction is 
kind of just walking around twiddling your thumbs. If you can find a vision of your life that makes you feel the most buzzing with energy and then align your life values to it and act accordingly, my friend, that is the fastest freaking way to cast a spell on your life. Know why you're doing what you're doing. Have an understanding of the values that sit most important to you in your life and why they are valuable to you. If, you know, eating vegan is valuable to you, ask yourself why. This is one that I have been playing back around with, you know, the veganism thing, because I feel like it's something that used to sit so much in the forefront of my values. It was something that I used to talk about a lot. It's something that I used to do a lot of research on. And it's something that even though I'm still vegan, it's not something that like I even really think about as much anymore. I just kind of eat my vegan foods and I'm on my way. And it's crazy because like I said earlier, something that used to interest me so much as a kid and gave me so much magic or made me feel like I was magical was believing that I was telepathically inclined to communicate with animals. And so skip forward to now and feeling a little magicless in my life. If there's any window of opportunity, and there's going to be the minute that my workload dies down a bit, that I'm able to kind of open myself up to a new value or a new vision or a new hobby that's going to create a little bit of more valuable creation in my life, then I really want to get back into just animals and researching how I can help the planet, how I can help the world, how I can help animals and letting that take me, letting that vision and acting through that value, I can already sense the magic lingering in that. That curiosity of wanting to get back into that, I can see it. I can almost feel it and I'm excited to watch it unfold. Having a vision and following through on your values and acting and creating a life that is based on that vision and values is the fastest way to create a life so full of magic you won't believe it. And then third and foremost, if you want to fix feeling magicless, open your eyes and just trust. Don't second guess yourself. Don't psych yourself out. It's funny because this lesson came to me in volleyball of all places. But when I was doing volleyball just a couple weeks ago, I honestly, I, I put myself into volleyball because I freaking love volleyball, but I didn't know anyone on my team and I didn't know anyone that wanted to do it with me. So I just thought, screw it. And I went and did it by myself and it was a little outside of my comfort zone, but I followed that curiosity. And one of my teammates actually made a joke when the ball was coming at me at one point And I, for some reason, just hesitated. Like, I was going to volley it, but then I wasn't sure if I should, like, you know, bump it. And I had this moment of in-between where I second-guessed, and I waited too long, and it just, it ended up being an epic fail. But he kind of laughed because he was like, I watched that whole thing go down. I watched you second-guess yourself. I watched it all in your face, like, everything. He was like, you could, I literally watched you flip back and forth in that millisecond like 12 times and second guess yourself like 12 times. And I laughed, but then I was like, oh my God, because I realized that I do that a lot. Like I'm always so indecisive. I'm always second guessing myself. I'm always questioning if I made the right choice. I'm always questioning if I'm even making the right choice as I'm doing said choice. Like, should I be recording my podcast episode right now? Is there something else I should be doing that's of a higher value? Or, 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 oh my gosh, what about this? What about that? Or is this a priority or is this a priority? And Honestly, not trusting yourself, second-guessing yourself, and psyching yourself out is the fastest way to suck all the magic out of yourself. Don't look for ways that you're going to fail and prove 
the ways that all your fears could be right. Look for ways that you can succeed, make the decision, and then just freaking stick to it, even if there is a chance you could be wrong. Kick fear out of the driver's seat by becoming mindful and then planting a seed of trust anytime you feel that fear boiling up. Anytime you feel that fear trying to grab the steering wheel, say, hey, you can sit in the car, you can ride with us, but you're not driving. and then step fully into your power and your magic. So there you guys have it. That is my magical Coffee Talk podcast of the day. I hope that it pulled a little something for you because writing this out definitely pulled a little something for me. I'm happy to find a way that we still stuck on the Halloween theme, but this has been the kind of therapeutic chat that we needed to have over a caffeinated beverage. And I just feel, I feel good now. I feel magical. I feel like it's coming back, guys. I feel like November, honestly, is going to be a good transitional month back into our magic. And I can't even think about what 2019 is going to be like. Be sure to comment if you guys are on the CastBox app. Do you guys believe in magic? And if you're tweeting or Instagramming or any of that fun stuff, then just do that at me too and let me know. What are your thoughts on magic and do you believe in it? And aside from that, I'll talk to all of you guys next Monday. Bye, guys. (laughs) 